All right, and we're back. Welcome to uh, another edition of On The Ones. I'm, of course, your host, Shaq, or Shop Like Shaq, whatever you want to call it. And I've got another special, special, special guest here, uh, comedian. Do you move it up like that? <laughs> <laughs> comedian, as you can tell, podcaster, uh, event host, uh, oxtail activist. Octav- I like that's that. A, one. That's a good like one, that. right? I like that one. Uh, we got Marlon Palmer, aka that dude McFly, <laughs> with the gang joining us tonight. Welcome to On the One. Thank you, brother. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Well, I can complain about the Raptors, but that's no, about no, it. No, you can complain about them tonight, <laughs> but like, you know, half the time, apparently, this season, they're all right. Yeah. Um, but how you been, man? It's. Uh, First time, I guess, we're recording on my ends. Yes. Uh, in person. Yes, it was digital last yeah. time. I forgot about that. Uh, with Alan. Yeah, it was digital last time with Alan. We did yeah. that podcast, and then we did your podcast. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Patrick was quiet as a mouse that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like, fuck, I should have checked that, but whatever. As, as soon as I did that, I bought this pod track thing. Oh, I was sick, like, no, yeah. we're not, we're not, We're not doing that again. This thing's great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you, you're experienced with it, too. But uh, yeah, how you been, man? Good, man. Good. Can't complain. Um, just staying busy. Just trying to do the whole entrepreneur thing. Yeah. What's keeping yeah. you busiest now? I feel like it might be the busiest? podcast, because that's most time. Yeah. Definitely the podcast, because I, like, I do all the editing, and I do all the photoshop and all that stuff so it's like it's pretty time consuming but it's fun so i can't really complain so extra gravy that's what how many years now five years now five years almost six six in february i think six in feb yeah six in february and you started this because if you're starting a podcast six years ago i started before the pandemic as well Mm -hmm. so i think the pandemic was when it was an easy like question to answer when you ask somebody why'd (laughs) you start a podcast because i was bored yeah Yeah. but why'd you start a podcast because nobody really was doing that shit uh well there was galcast which that was a big um, one was in toronto and that one i i was on the show one time and i really enjoyed the experience and then after that i kind of started looking into other podcasts and i discovered friend zone and the Mm -hmm. read and uh, horrible decisions and brilliant idiots and I just fell in love with it and it it took over like I was a person that listened to a lot of music right? mm. and it just started going getting to a point where I was listening to less music watching less TV yeah. and listening to more podcasts because it was just so interesting to me and I love the level of transparency the freeness the non-censorship the barrier to entry is just if you want to do it just buy some recording equipment and do yeah. it and so I, uh, yeah, I started uh, the podcast uh, at this place called Deus, which was like a bell-powered creative space at the time. Oh, nice. <clears throat> but when I started a week later, they shut down. <laughs> and uh, luckily, they forgot their equipment, and I took the Zoom with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you started. I had yeah, my first so piece started, of equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I started just doing it myself. And... Uh, yeah, man. Five years later, fast forward, and we're here now. How bad was your first episode? It was really good. It was really good. In terms of sound, horrible. <laughs> okay. You know sound. It's always yeah, yeah. like off the top is going to be bad. But yeah, 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 um, yeah. It was funny. Like I've, I've gone back and listened a couple times. Were you by yourself? Or? It was me, Femi, and um, oh, you my started boy with Jason. Femi. Yeah, yeah. Me, mm-hmm. Femi, my boy, Jason. And I think Lath. Might have been Lath as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm with my friends. I knew I would feel comfortable with them. Yeah. These are guys I have conversations with like this all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was easy. It was easy. It wasn't like I had like a guest and I was like super nervous and interviewing. So that that alleviated some of the, the fears. Do you agree that the, the chemistry is probably one of the more important 
factors to a good podcast versus big names and who oh, is yeah. the special guest or whatever? Yeah, definitely. Like our podcast uh, went from Norm, who's like not up on current events. So it's like me telling him what was happening mm. was kind of reflecting some people who are listening that have no idea what's going on as well yeah. so it wasn't like I, we we're talking and like you'd need to know what we we're talking about to understand the conversation i had to break everything down and so that was a good little chemistry moment then alicia came in and she's up on current events she knows what's going on so mm -hmm. now it's two people explaining it to one person right. but also having the conversation and the discourse at the same time so it was like it's it to find that chemistry you need people who will push back like alicia's not gonna just let me say whatever if it's wrong she and she yeah. feels it's wrong she'll say it and i think in, a, in some podcasts you have a lot of just agreeing. And absolutely, yeah, absolutely, definitely. I, and then you don't have any room for real conversation because the other side of the conversation isn't being represented. I think a strong female voice is like needed in a lot of these yeah. podcasts. And I felt when with ours, the moment that ours changed is when our wives were in the room, mm. and because it started like just a bunch of dudes in a basement. Yeah, and those conversations can go to a certain place where it, sometimes you need somebody to check you. Yeah, <laughs> like, echo chamber. Yeah, it, niggas yeah. saying nigga shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I felt like I, I'm. I'm just wondering if you felt that change or if that that was also intentional. Because I know uh, mm -hmm. Alicia knows her shit and she's up on her stuff and she's a professional in her own yeah, right with what she does. Definitely. But that energy must have been a huge difference to what you might have had. Before. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say because we're men and she's a woman that it changed. It was because mm. more so we're comedians and she's not. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like. We understand that if we say something that's totally left or like seems like it's too far, it's not too far for us. Really, yeah. You know what I mean? Like for us, it's fine because we're comedians. Nothing's too far for us. <laughs> that's true. But for her, now when she's in the room, you have to still have a level of respect mm -hmm. for someone that's not a part of that community and doesn't know maybe when you are joking and being right. a comedian. Right. And so I think like just having that discernment kind of... Uh, I think a lot of comfortability for even the listeners mm -hmm. that maybe aren't used to hearing some certain vulgarities or certain things that we talk about. Like we talk about sex way less now. You know what I mean? Like we used to talk about sex a lot before when she was yeah. on, before she was on the podcast. And even that has dumbed down. So it's just like, I don't know, just having a respect for a woman being in the room <laughs> I think is, <laughs> is like the major part of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I want. I was gonna play uh, an icebreaker, but I don't really feel like we gotta break the ice. But I'm gonna play mm. it anyways because I'm just curious as to what your answers are gonna cool. be. Cool. Um, I got two games. This one's gonna be the less fun one, but the I other know. one's gonna be more fun. I don't know. This one depends on your answers. <laughs> so just simple word association. I bet. I'm just curious what the first word that pops into your head when I say these words. Okay. And a lot of these words, or some of these words, I feel like uh, have something to do with you. All right. So that's why I picked them. Cool. Oxtail. Love. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I got more. Love and uh, history. Mm. Yeah. Um, Toronto. Love. <laughs> mm. Will Smith. <laughs> you could say love. <laughs> I, I was about to say love, but I thought slavery. And I was like, ah. <laughs> um, on the fence. Mm. On the fence. On the he's, fence. He's troubling me. Yeah. I feel like you're a huge Will Smith time, fan. And the it's like. First time in my life, I feel conflicted. On my podcast, 
the year he joined Instagram and started making content on Instagram, mm. the next week I came on and said, this is a bad idea. I hated it because it was, <laughs> what, Studio 71 or whatever they were called. It was basically an agency that was doing all the oh, work. okay. That's why I was like, oh, this is why this is, it's supposed to be us finally getting to the yeah. world, but it wasn't. I mean, it was in a sense where like, you get to see him more often. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, well, you yeah. see him red carpets, movie, that's about Oprah, that's it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we got to see him more often. But the more often you see these people, the more human they get. Do you miss <laughs> the, the days where there was a veil? Uh, or at absolutely. least like we didn't know who these absolutely. people were. <laughs> I loved going no frills uh, grocery line and like staring at the tabloids and not knowing if any of it's true. Now I can look at it and be like, nah, that didn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know Facts. these people. Like Facts. that's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I I hate that. Yeah, that level of like transparency the celebrities have. But at the same time, I love it. Because it's allowing people to get rid of that idea of celebrity they had in their head where these people are perfect mm -hmm. and that they do no wrong. And in a sense, it's it's a good thing. But man, the, the imagination, the, the childlikeness <laughs> is gone. The you magic I mean? is like, gone. The magic is gone. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, oh, these are just niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just niggas, bro. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought these niggas were superhuman, bro. Like... Yeah, you thought like there would be like some kind of aura or glow, and if I thought like, they were they did things differently, mm -hmm. like really differently. Who's now the first I go celebrity on you met? TikTok, and it's like these people sing better than that person and that person, and they work at UPS. It's like <laughs> no, <laughs> are these niggas special for real? Like it's crazy. Who's the first celebrity you ever had an encounter with, and what did it like? Was that the first time you were like, ah, nah, nah, nah? First encounter with a celebrity. Uh, I don't even know. I really can't. Childhood, you never had you. one? Like a I random childhood four, one? I four on the highway one time. Who? Remember before four? Before. If you get down on me, I'll get down on you. you oh, my God. I know the song. We I just know the song. I know the song. It. it was amazing. A classic. <laughs> um, but it was these three Italian dudes with gelled hair and bright vests. <laughs> and they had a banger. And I saw them on the highway one time. And I yelled out. I was, I was like on my way home from church. <laughs> and I yelled out my window. Yo, before four. And they're like, yeah, what's up, dude? Drove off in their convertible. I was like, sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that was there. So the magic was still there. The magic was still there for that. Yeah, they're in a convertible, yeah. a red convertible. Yeah, and that's like my mom's dream car. So I was like, oh, these niggas is rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is this is for real. So <laughs> yeah, no, the, the magic was still there for sure. I think um, one of the first celebrities I met, where I was like, oh, this, these people are like super super regular. It was uh, Snoop Dogg. I went mm. to his video shoot, uh, the No Guns. This is when he was Snoop Lion. Oh, wow. <laughs> I missed the No Guns then. And he had the No Snoop Guns yeah. with his daughter uh -huh. um, singing on the hook. And we went back to his trailer to smoke. And he's playing reggae music. And he's just... Doing like, the Snoop Bob? Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's in his tracksuit and he's just chilling. And we're smoking and smoking. And we're just talking. And I'm just like, these is regular niggas, bro. Just talking about regular shit. Just yeah. regular niggas, bro. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy. That's funny. Okay. Um, extra gravy. Love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Influencer. Hey. <laughs> I hate that word. I was going to ask you, like, that was one of my questions. Is oh. that a dirty word to you? Because it, like, I, I, if, say, I introduced you, I'm like, Here's Marlon Palmer, influencer. I mean, I fit the title. You fit the but title. Some people, but some people don't. Majority of people don't fit the title. I feel like 
and it's just like a broad this is a very broad statement for creators yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean you like what is influence in terms of like a number like what to you like what number determines that you're an person if you influence one person are you an influencer and wouldn't that mean every single person on this planet's an influencer yeah so there would have to be like some sort of measurement to influence like what is the impact that came from such influence you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i think once you get to the impact part that's where that word starts stops losing its meaning you know what i mean so right anybody can influence but like yeah i I would want to know what at what level you're like measuring that basically Mm. that's it that that's interesting but do you think it's just the fact that the it groups in all of these other people is what makes it no because everybody's doing something right like Mm -hmm. you could be doing a small business and be influencing a lot of people you know what I mean? Yeah. By your moves and how you're doing that business. But that doesn't mean you're like, so people are calling it that unless your it's aim is to be a creator and like, you're just doing what you feel you need to do for your business. So like, that's why I'm like, what is it? Do you feel like that's like? missing for a lot of people that strive to be influencers, well, intention yeah. and aim? Cause a lot of people want to look like they're looking like they're doing something, not actually do doing so. something. You know what I mean? They see a lot of people doing this. So like, I'll do that as well. And it mm. doesn't necessarily mean it's your passion. It just means like something you might be interested in. Cool. But yeah. if you don't love it and you're doing it, then that's where you lose me, basically. Mm. So w- when did you feel like it was time for you to take it and basically create full time? Like that's yeah. what, like you're, you're like, I remember seeing you work before <laughs> yeah. and you you were doing your thing still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when did you say, like, I'm going to do this full time? I don't have to work a nine to five or find something just to fuel my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I was uh, dishwashing at a restaurant on Ossington. It was like 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on break and I went to go get some food at Chinese food places, like three stores down, right? And in those that three store walk, I took like four pictures with people who saw me, and they're like, "Yo, oh my god!" And I'm just, I'm in my dishwashing uniform. I'm like, "That's this crazy, looks nuts." I'm like, "This <laughs> looks fucking crazy." And I'm I'm walking back after I get my food, and I'm like, "I'm I'm taking pictures with people, yeah, and I'm washing dishes, like, yeah, something's not." Like at some, I'm like, I started thinking back to like, I'm not a church person anymore like that, but like I grew up in the church cause of my parents or whatever. Yeah. And I started thinking about how they're like, oh, you can't serve two masters. Mm. And I was just like, ah, man, I gotta choose one. Like, am I gonna go the safe route and just get some money, pay rent? Or am I gonna go the So how the hard of a route? decision was it when you got there? <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Okay. I literally got, by the time I got back to the restaurant, I like, put my uniform away i snuck out they didn't even know i left you just i, I was done i was, I was, I was gone i snuck out went home and I made videos like for the next 30 days i made a video like every day and i made my rent at the end of the month and i was like I and i was at this. youtube i'm assuming yeah yeah and i was like i could do this mm-hmm. mind you rent is not the same as it was <laughs> it's a lot harder stick with the job now <laughs> inflation got your ass in a chokehold but um yeah no then i was i was blessed enough to be able to uh yeah have a camera and you know no no editing at editing at that point to a certain extent and i just i just kept 
teaching myself different things. Mostly self taught Yeah, just YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube Never had, went to school for a second for no, it? Or? No. Well, I went to school for it and I left twice. What did you do? Sound it was too boring. Yeah, yeah. Of course. It was just too boring, man. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. And I stole that camera too. Why didn't I? Get it how you live. <laughs> Why didn't I? Get it how you live. <laughs> um, going back to like the the influencer um, world, uh, I worked in influencer marketing at a certain mm. point, right? So a few years work. ago, it was gross. Nasty work. It's gross, <laughs> and the people that you encounter are kind of filthy. Yeah, blood suckers. A lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of bullshit over there. But yep. um, I remember that there was a. Um, there was a conference, mm -hmm. and one one of my colleagues went to this conference, and I think you were speaking at this conference, mm. and what you said was really funny to me, because <laughs> I think you said something like the question was like, uh, it had something to do with brand affinity and like actually loving the brand, mm -hmm. and this is years ago, mind you. Marlon says something like, I mean, it was paying me, so yeah, type thing. I'm sure that has changed a lot. Yeah. Because you can't you can't just work with any and everybody. No. And I think that's how a lot of influencers might start. Or people that are doing stuff to get paid for paid um, from brands to post stuff on, yeah. it, on the internet. How what level of brand affinity? There's a balance, of course. You don't have to. It doesn't yeah. have to be your favorite brand of all time. It depends on what they're asking me to do as well. Like mm -hmm. I I turned out McDonald's a couple times because they wanted to McFlurry that dude McFl McFlurry and. And I was just like, I don't eat ice cream. I don't eat McFlurry. McDonald's. It's like, it's just not going to even make sense for my audience because they know I don't eat ice cream. They know I don't eat McDonald's. Yeah. So it's inauthentic. Like, I've worked with McDonald's in other ways, but just not like that. Even Taco Bell. I don't eat Taco Bell necessarily, but they had a new taco that they were bringing out. I was like, I haven't tasted that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they were offering me like 10000 to come like rearrange my living room and do the video that I do every day anyways. So I'm like, if I'm doing the video I do yeah, anyways and now I'm just eating a taco, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. So yeah, it's yeah. like, it depends on what they're asking me to do. Mm -hmm. Could, I mean, dumb question, but mm -hmm. I, I know the answer just, but could you just have a brand that you've never even, you're not familiar with at all? Oh yeah, for sure. I've done that, yeah, a bunch of times. I'm assuming that's just some research on your end. Yeah, yeah, it's, I look into it, make sure, you know, I go on the Better Business Bureau, make sure they have the good standing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, I just check yeah. it out. If I like the product, uh, or depending on like how much money I need at the time, then yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna pause there and play another game. Mm. Um, you've seen this game on another podcast before, but I've always wanted to play it. Cool. It's like it's this or that. Okay. Um, how are you with shots? I love shots. Cool. Uh, we got these ready for you. You can't choose either. Skullheads. Oh, yeah, God. Skullheads go serious. Mm. Serious. It's very serious. So <laughs> this or that. I want to give you two options. Mm -hmm. You choose both. It's a shot, of course. Okay. You chose one. You can tell us why or you don't have to, but I'd love to. Probably won't be drinking, brother. I'm weird. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I like these rules. What? I didn't. Yes. We, we did not discuss that in the pre-production pre meeting. It, no, like right no. now. I think it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, All right. <laughs> so wait, what was the rule? If he answers, yeah, you drink. Oh, so if he if says I one, I have answer. one, and if you, if you, okay, if I can answer. Got that. it. Got it. Yeah. Now it's a full drinking game. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Jay or Trey Richards. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are a son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Give me the shot. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> God damn it. I had to start I with some who, who you love. Some heat. <laughs> I knew it was going to be some heat. No cheers for me. That's all you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drake or The Weeknd? Drake. Tell me why. I don't listen to The Weeknd's newer stuff. You don't like the whole like eighties synth? Not a fan of that. No, I like when he goes into his R and B mode, like that melancholy EP about Selena Gomez. That was mm-hmm. really fire. That own the um, what was that? Ona. Orna. Orna remix. That was a great song. Oh Super my god! Fire. Like that when he's in that bag, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can fuck with it. Like I would love if he put out a journals. If he did a journals like Bieber, but you don't like the fire, the production on the Don FM or nothing is not, not doing it for you. Nope. The Zilch. hills, fuck with it. Of course, but I don't like any of that synthy mm. disco stuff. Not a fan. It's personally, just not for me. It's too poppy. It seems too uh, radio generated, AI yeah. generated. AI generated. <laughs> seems AI generated. Okay. Usher or breezy. Usher. Fuck. Drink up. Don't make him full. You don't have to make him full. <laughs> I thought you'd say Breezy, to be honest. Absolutely not. Tell me Love more. Breezy. <laughs> Nothing Usher on. is a god. So that versus is not a thing. Like you, It would just not even... Usher be. versus who? Versus who? For real. Usher could beat Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about it. <laughs> Usher could beat Michael Jackson. Usher could beat Michael Stevie Jackson. Stevie Wonder putting Michael Jackson in a blender, low key. 20, 20 low tracks. Low key. 20 tracks, Stevie Wonder got about a million songs. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson have a long night with Usher. A long night. And when you get to but, about 17. Okay, but you got to factor in the showmanship. Breezy with the showmanship. He's going to flip and catch his hat and shit. Usher is going to rollerblade and catch his hat <laughs> while flipping. <laughs> And kissing a baby. Like, that nigga's different. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga different. Okay. Um, fuck. You I saw I gotta, that I tiny you. desk. How huh? effortless was that? Oh, no, I did. This is the next one, no? No, no, no. That's the one, sir. Fuck. Nice try. This guy, you're you're going to have to host the show in a second. Hey. Um, <laughs> I know you know what you're doing. So it's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see if I can get you on this one. Celine Dion or Spice? <laughs> It's the wrong week to ask me this, Celine Dion. <laughs> it's the wrong week, nigga. If it was last right, week, that was way too easy. If it was last week, I'd have been like, Shit, give me the shot. But stiff person syndrome, she get a point. I still have this. Um, <laughs> I was trying to tell Coco, my wife from LA, uh, why Jamaican people love Celine Dion. I was hoping you're gonna, you can help me explain that to her. Um. It's a long history of Celine Dion playing at the end of our parties. <laughs> so when it's time to go home, you just hear, when you reach for me, that's over. It's over. Grab a girl, mm. slow dance, bring her home. And there's a, there's a moment in the early 90s that a lot of people don't know about where Celine Dion is on stage with a reggae artist. Mm. And she's singing in oh a reggae God. cadence. <laughs> I can show you guys the video. <laughs> <laughs> she's singing like on a reggae beat in a reggae cadence, and I I can almost guarantee that was probably her 
entry point to yeah. like Jamaicans being like, oh, who's that? Because she can also. Because I thought it was just from like, a bunch of covers that we we've been doing. Well, it's it's we love to dub over people's songs, but only people we really like. Like yeah, yeah. Backstreet Boys are getting dubbed. Mm. Michael Bolton's getting dubbed. Celine Dion's getting dubbed. Uh, George Michael's getting dubbed. Yeah, yeah. And then they found out he was gay. No more dubbed. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're dubbing. We have our, we have, we dub uh, white and B. Mm. Like that blue-eyed soul shit. Mm. That's what we, that's what Jamaicans love. Blue-eyed soul. Like Michael Bolton sounds like a black man. Oh, he can say, yeah, He yeah. has a spirit of a nigga inside yeah. the, that vocal cord. Like his, it's different. And sometimes I just love to hear the the reggae dub. Like it just, I, I sometimes it's the only version I know. So I'll be singing a song, and then Coco starts singing along. I'm like, you that, know about this song? Um. Okay. Oh, fuck. Hopefully I can get you. <laughs> Martin or Fresh Prince. All right, take the shot. Let's go. Let's go. Because I would have been Fresh Prince. Like, Fresh Prince is my favorite show, period. But what Martin did over there. Mm. <sighs> man. Where like, can we watch Martin? It, I, I don't even like know where Canadians, to get that. Though. Especially, we, we like to cling on to Fresh Prince because we didn't get Martin like that. Yeah. What we Martin was just on um, showing us Martin. BT like that. started showing Martin, it. Yeah, BT would show Martin sometimes, but like, you had to be affluent. Mm. Yeah. To get like the extra extra channels that would get you that shit. Yeah. When you guys, when I got satellite is when I started watching um, Martin. Mm. When every Jamaican uncle in, <laughs> in the GTA got a satellite chip reader. Yeah, where's Paul? <laughs> got one of those. My dad had the scrambler, so like whenever they, <laughs> they, they hack it, you just push it in. Ten seconds, put it back in. They were good. I didn't even watch the tech getting done. I just Direct TV. That shit put me onto porn. <laughs> got my first nut because of satellite. That shit was amazing. Shout out satellite, Vivid TV. I see you. I love you. Oh, wasn't Vivid that the company that does all the celebrity sex tapes? They did the the, the, yes, the what they did the Paramount yes, thing or they. Oh, they definitely did the well, uh, Mimi and Nico. Yeah, they did that. They did that. They, they did, did uh, Farrah Abrams from Teen Mom. I heard about that one. I didn't know who Farrah Abrams was. Yeah, she got yeah. an ugly vagina. It's not, I would not recommend it. Like cold cuts. Is it, I can't imagine putting myself, like, I, we put ourselves out there all the time. I can't imagine putting myself out there like that. Like that. Like the whole world is like that. And you know they know you know you and they're be, they some people have been waiting. And you're not what if you're not in shape? Like just catch you on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> just had carbs like all morning. I was bloated, okay? <laughs> I was tired. I was bloated. Yeah, I know. That'd be crazy. It's not reflective of my performance. <laughs> That's literally the only yeah. reason I, I want to work out. <laughs> so look better during sex. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about anything else. Are, do you do you just think about the other POV? Is that what it is? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Like, I'm like, I must look crazy right now. <laughs> In a missionary, I must look crazy right now. <laughs> I, think, I think if anybody put a mirror up underneath them while they were fucking... See, it but just, you can't be too subconscious with that because then you lose the No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. thinking about all that... Then sex just stops like <laughs> sexing. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Were we ice condos? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's go to another one. Uh, ooh, score. Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. That's tough. That's tough. Dragon Ball Z. Ash just even after Ash, Ash just, just got a fucking. I thought that's what have brought it back up nah, here because Dragon nah. Ball Z and everybody's heads that here. Took, I'm an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't changed your clothes in 20 plus years. Is he still like me. about the same Has age? Have you seen his mom again? No, he left. Uh, He's been on this quest yeah, yeah. for 20 years. He wants to be the very best. There Absolutely was. not. Yeah. I'd rather take a man that dies and comes back 13 times. <laughs> um, Drink up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should have asked me Digimon. Then that would have been a. I thought Digimon would have been a hard, nah, like an easy. Nah. Because Digimon was up there for me. Digimon is, yeah. Season I one Digimon's and two, maybe. But like season one and two, that's about it. They, it just troubles me that they couldn't find a way to bring it past the show. Like the cards, the cards, were like the game was too month. complicated. That, a that was a months, thing. Like the cards were in, and then that was it. Oh, like, I, had some, I had some good Digimons. Metal War Greymon. I thought Metal War. Greymon. I thought that man spoke patois. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, Metal War Greymon. <laughs> you know? Agumon. Digimon 2. Mojo Monta. Okay. Did I, somebody have to do that shot or was that me? You did it. You did it. Okay, cool. Last one. Mm. Stand-up comedy or podcast? Stand-up comedy. I knew you were going to say that. Too. I knew you were going to say that, too. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter what you say next. <laughs> Why do you love stand-up comedy so much? Because that was That's definitely not your first uh, discipline or whatever you'd call it. Not my first discipline, but it's my first love. I used to Over watch... Over the skits and... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to watch... Um, Comic View uh, over the phone with a friend of mine for years. You guys would just watch it together We'd on the phone? watch it and critique comedians, give them a rating, uh, say what they did wrong, what they could have done better, give them tags, mm. like try to add on to the joke. And That's then funny. I used to I used to have um, in my iPod and like my MP3 players, I used to have like deaf comedy jams mm. and just listen to them like in class and shit. <laughs> and I'd be in class just laughing my ass off. And, like, <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. Cause like nobody, especially nobody I knew was listening to anything but music. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, like, yeah, yeah. I stumbled on it. I tried downloading a Soldier Boy song and it ended up being a deaf comedy jam. How'd you get duped for a Soldier Boy song and it wasn't Soldier Boy? Right? Soldier Boy is the one duping exactly. on everybody. It was like Donk or some shit like that. And I, <laughs> I thought tried he was getting Donk. I thought I was getting some Donk. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up getting like the most classic episode of Def Jam ever. Mm -hmm. It was Bernie Mac, Chris Tucker, mm. Hamburger, and one other person. And Martin obviously was hosting it. Mm. And I was like, yo, like I could, it felt like I could smell the room. Like it's just so vivid to me. And then it wasn't until YouTube came along that I actually saw the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the actual episode. Mm. And I was just, my mind blew. Cause wow. I was just like, I've been imagining this for so long. I didn't, I never knew what Def Jam comedy was. Yeah. And now I got to see it and I was just like, this is crazy. Is that legendary Bernie so, Mac uh, stand-up where he's like, kick it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I was like, yo, this is crazy. So you, you started watching it. You obviously had a love. And I think like in hindsight, that shit sounds crazy and it mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, when did you feel like it was time to, to try? 
or were you always uh, kind of trying in ways until think, you got there? <clears throat> no, I, I, um, a friend of mine from high school who was a magician started doing stand-up and uh, he started a night at Fox and the Fiddle and he really needed people because yeah. he didn't know who comedians were he didn't know like he didn't have a network so he's just like he called me he's like yo you're funny funny. just come through bro like you've always been funny it's okay and i'm just (laughs) like i don't know man like blah blah blah. and then eventually he talked me into it and i went there fucking nervous as shit like i was sweating the whole drive there oh man and that was the first time i felt anxiety I didn't like. I didn't know what it was then. Now I know. But were you like, feeling like tightness and like my heart? I felt like everyone in the in the entire restaurant could hear my heart. Wow. Like it, was, it felt like it was so loud. And then uh, I forgot all my jokes because I didn't want to bring my notebook up there because I was like, I gotta look like a professional. Mm. And it was at Fox and the Fiddle or Fox and the it's where was the it? Firkin. It's like in Woodbridge. Oh shit! Okay. And. Um, yeah, I went up there, forgot all my jokes, so I just started talking about Precious. Because Precious, the movie had just come out the week before. I was like, Precious, it hasn't been out. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Precious came out the week before, and it was like just the hottest thing, right? So I was just like, I was like, yo, how does Precious take a shit? And I just went off on that for like five minutes. I got laughs, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I didn't do it again until after YouTube stuff started happening so it's like after you built an audience of it it's like three years later four years later maybe i um harbor front center mm-hmm. messaged me and asked me if i wanted to do a show with tricks um tricks is like one of the biggest comedians in the city oh, we know charlie we're about to go see charlie on his- <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, i'm there i'm oh, opening oh yeah yeah okay dope. and um so yeah he he had me on and um they <laughs> I needed the money so badly that I was like, yeah, sure, definitely. I can do I can do 15 minutes, no problem. Wrote out a whole stand-up word for word, had them printed out. Word for word. Word for word, brother. So you're like uh, supposed essay, to read an essay? Essay for, <laughs> but I mean I didn't even make paragraphs. It's just one stream of consciousness. You, you can't even like go too far. Like, it's, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. And I show up there, it's tricks, it's Jay Martin and it's Nick Reynoldson. Wow. And these guys are already like oh, heavy hitters yeah, in the game in the city. And I'm just like, I didn't realize what I had stepped into until I got there. And I was just like, that feeling came back again that I yeah. had in the car. And I was like, fuck, okay. I'm trying to memorize every word. Trix comes in, he sees me, he's like drinking. <laughs> he oh comes my in, God. He sees me uh, with the paper in my hand. He's, he sees me reading and he's just like, it's not going to work. <laughs> He would say it just like that. It's though. not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you... T- it's all I can do is like, all right. <laughs> I told you, bro. And I'm just like, all right, man. <laughs> Get on stage. Two minutes in. Like clockwork. Forget all my jokes. I just literally... I just bowed out. I was just like, thank you. That's my time. Hey, and early, I just walked early. off. And I'm watching people in the audience go, what the fuck? <laughs> looking at their watch like, what's going on? I got off and I just, I was so disappointed in myself. Like I was so, like I had never faced failure like that before. Yeah. In my life, like nothing. I'm I'm the person that like, I'm so used to being good at everything. At least a little bit. At least a little bit. And with this, I'm just like, yo, I just keep hitting a wall. Like what's going on? Fat, I didn't do it again for another two years. Just terrified. Oh, you like were... 
just done. I was just done with it. Was it was like when I drove and I failed my driving test. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, yo, <laughs> these people are titans. I don't know how you do that. Up there. <laughs> you guys are titans. You guys are titans, bro. <laughs> and then Lewin, Mr. Lewin, mm. uh, he put on a show at the Metro Convention Center. Oh, yeah, I was there, the first one, right? Oh, my God. I was just, with, uh, what's the name, Brandon? Just a horrible uh, idea. No, but like, the I was center? there, I was there. The yeah, center? yeah, yeah, I was there. there was, this is a 2,000-seat like <laughs> venue. 2,000-seat venue. It felt good. There's 40 people there. <laughs> and they're not, you know how black people are, they're not sitting together. They're just scattered about, like, acne, bro. It was insane. <laughs> like, all right. So then we, I get there. I get there before anybody. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on stage. I'm going to be on stage before anybody gets there. So I get com- comfortable on stage and do my jokes. And I'm practicing. I'm like, ah, ah, okay, I'm good. But I'm still nervous as fuck. The anxiety's kicking what in. Was that? Yeah. Oh, that lineup was uh, you. Me, Lewin, Brandon, Brandon T. Jackson. And wasn't Jay or Trey Spoken or Reasons, no? Jay and Trey were on it as well. Yeah. And Late's brother, Rami. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! Well. Wow! That's and late, Rami and Aaron were already doing stand up for like two years uh, up until that point. Like mm-hmm. they started at like eighteen, mm-hmm. and yeah, the rest of us, except for uh, obviously Brandon T. Jackson, you're and, just coming and back and just trying just, to get back into yeah. it. Yeah. So and I invited Tricks because I'm like I need retribution for what happened. <laughs> I need it. So I'm like, yo, come out. It'll be way better this time. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, bet. I'm going to bring my girl. We're going to come through. I'm like, cool. And I get there early. I go on stage before anybody's in the venue. I'm doing my jokes. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill this. But I'm still nervous as shit, obviously. So I go across the street, buy a bottle of Henny, the big bottle. (laughs) I go back to the dressing room and I guzzle that. Like, just every 10 seconds, I'm like. Like a shot and a half. Shot and a half. I'm just going over the joke over and over again. It's like two hours of just repeating the joke in my mind because I'm like, I'm not forgetting the jokes this time. But that did that, did that help, bro? <laughs> I threw up. Oh my god! <laughs> and took a shit at the same time. Okay, I don't think you understand what life is like when things are leaving both orifices <laughs> at the same time. I can't, I don't know. It was ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> there's eight mile and there's this. This is, <laughs> this is a bit much. So then now, I'm, I'm in the washroom, okay? I'm in the washroom, pass down. You're on in two minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Heart thumping, thumping, thumping. I go out, two minutes in, forget all my jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> And I just start, I'm like, I'm not leaving the stage. I'm going to make shit up. I mean, I remember, I, <laughs> I, re- I remember it was short. I, I, I was like, I'm not doing it. No way. I started making shit. I made up a whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I acted out Jurassic Park at one point. I was just like, if she doesn't see me, if I don't move, she can't see me. Like, I was just doing whatever. Like, I was like, I got to make, ha, like, I'm like, tap dancing. Yeah. Like, let me entertain you. <laughs> and then I left the stage disappointed again. Didn't, this time I didn't go back for like four or five years. What's funny in, in like retrospect, that was the first time I've ever seen anybody with the moat. Like, I don't, I'm sure you mm. met Brandon T. Jackson at that point. Yeah. Because I was I was at Urbanology at that point. Yeah, so I was yeah. interviewing everybody for an article. And I spoke to him. I'm like, I've never met somebody with this level of confidence that I've ever seen. So it's really funny to hear you say you went through it more than B-Rabbit. 
Duh, the same was, in that same event. It was, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good at masking it. <laughs> I was putting on a great show, um, but yeah, no, I didn't do it again. And then Norm, um, my co-host, mm-hmm. he put on a show uh, for Christmas, and he was—he lived in my building at the time, like one floor beneath me. He's like, "Yo, you should try it out." Like, I hear you—I hear you talk about stand up all the time. Like, yeah. you should try it out. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've done it before, but I don't know. He's like, "Yo, just come to my show. People are easy. People are nice." I'm like, "All right, cool." Went there and I did it, and it was actually good. Remembered all my jokes, and. I was shitting bricks again, but I, mm. I did it. And so now this time I'm like, okay, I could do it. Didn't do it again for a year. <laughs> oh my God. And then he put on another show and I, I did it again and went even better. And I was just like, maybe I should try this more often. And like yeah. every like two or three times a year, I would try it or whatever. And then right before the pandemic, I was like, all right, let me try doing this for real, for real. I put on my own show. I had tricks and all them on, and I headlined it, and it was a great show. I killed it. Um, I went on a little mini Montreal tour with Norm and uh, my boy Nitty and Mo Ishmael. Nitty sad. And uh, yeah, and it was it was a great tour. Killed it on there as well. I'm like, yeah, mm. I'm in my zone now. Like I'm funnier now, and I'm more yeah. confident. At this point. I had been hosting university shows and culture shows, weddings, all, anything you can name. So I've been in front of audiences so many times. I started realizing, yo, why am I overthinking this? Like, I make people laugh at all these shows, but I'm not doing it at the stand-up. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's, it's, it, they just are here to laugh now. So, like, it's easier, if anything. So once I started shaping that in my mind, it got easier. And then the pandemic hit. And literally the day the pandemic hit, I had my first headlining show scheduled. So it was tough to get that momentum because you're Bro. about to. Oh, yeah. Dog, they, I, I had the show sold out. Yeah. All the comedians. I had 30 minutes of material, which in hindsight, thank God that it got shut down because I'd never done 30 minutes up until that point. I don't know what I was thinking. And so, but I was ready. And my boy just kept saying, he's like, yo, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm like, what are you yeah. going to do? Shut down the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shut the world they down. shut down the world. <laughs> and it was, it was just devastating. But then, yeah, those two years, I just stayed in the labs, kept writing, made yeah. sure I kept writing the whole time. And then this year, I've just really taken it seriously. I've done more shows than I've ever done. Has the, did the pandemic really sharpen your, like, for me? Mm-hmm. I looked at the pandemic maybe after the first four months of nothingness where yeah. you just give yourself all the excuses in the world to not do anything. After that, I was like, if I don't come out of this thing ahead in some way, mm-hmm. I've been wasting my time. Yeah. Did you have a similar approach? Did you feel like that time of pause kind of helped project you forward once we're like outside now? Um, nah, not really. Like. I mean, in terms of the podcast, I feel like I got more serious with the podcast and I had a lot more time to just focus on what I wanted to do once the pandemic was finished. I'm like, okay, I know for sure I want to do this, this, and this. And those are the things I'll focus on. Whereas before, it was just like, I was just very, take it as it goes, like not really having any structure or plan, really. Just like being like, okay, I'll just keep building. Whatever happens, like I'll just keep building. So... I think in terms of like slowing everything down, it really just helped me put things in perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wasn't focused on like 
sharpening my tools or anything like that. Like I was literally focused on relaxing. Like I was just like, you took the, you took the time, bro. I was like, yo, we are like kids again. This is when are you ever mm. going to be living a time where look how many times you've thought, Oh, if I was a kid again, I'd do this and that. And That's why after, time, I, after we parted I was like, yo, but you want to be on Grand Theft Auto? You're like, yeah, I'll pop in a whip. It's just like you, you're a kid again. Every day you wake up, there's no real responsibilities. Yeah. The government's paying your rent. Like, Everything is pretty much taken care of, Word. basic necessities, and you don't have to go anywhere, Like, which I'm a homebody. I don't like going out that often. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was great for me. It was great. I loved it. I think, you know who it helped, and I'm seeing this now in myself? Mm. It helped the person who's like still serving two masters. Oh, yeah. For me, I was like, oh, I got all the time in the world. Yep, yep. For somebody that's doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, definitely helped th put things in perspective for sure. Um, do you feel like Toronto? Two questions. First one: Is it still the Screwface capital? Do you still? Because we were just talking about the comedy circuit, and you like now. I feel like you're you're a whole lot more connected when yeah. you first started. So you know comedians, you know people that put on the shows. So you're able to get on these the in in front of people. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's still one of those where it's a dog eat dog? kind of situation people hating on each other not willing to collaborate and do things like even something like this yeah i I, th I think there's that in every city um i don't think it's like hyper specific to here but yeah. uh i think people respect work no matter where you are yeah. and a lot of times people in this city like to use the screw face capital as an excuse mm. as to why they haven't gotten further yeah. why they haven't gotten certain opportunities when they just don't want to take accountability for why they are in this position that they're in because realistically there's the internet you don't have to be discovered here <laughs> you can be discovered anywhere you can yeah. target where you want to be discovered at this <laughs> point so it's it's a matter of like work like even with this whole ai stuff like people were talking about you know uh the artist and it taking over and i just don't i just don't see that like People admire work. And if you know an, a computer did this in half a second, how much do you respect it? Mm. As opposed to the person that toiled for 10 years to learn how to draw and paint and do all these things and have their own distinct style. Like, you connect with that way more because you understand what it takes to work. Mm. And so I think people respect work no matter what. And if you're putting in work and growing you can't just put in work and just stay in one Same. spot you know what i mean if you're putting in work and growing and people see that growth and see that that earnest to that earningness to work i think they're always going to respect it how do you find uh the balance of staying consistent mm -hmm. but also being innovative like is that a challenge for you um because i like you're constantly trying new things here yeah. and there you've got different disciplines that you're doing shit whether you're podcasting mm -hmm. or, uh, or stand-up comedy or doing a sketch or acting yeah pulling up in handmaid's tail for no reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> i told coco and she's like oh he's the i don't even know you're the guard the yeah <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you uh find that balance between staying consistent mm -hmm. and being innovative I think the inno the consistency, that's where the innovation comes from. I think if you don't stay consistent, you're not constantly pushing the wall of what you can do. Mm. If you're just doing it once in a while, how innovative can you really be? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're just sitting around thinking about it a lot. But 
if you're doing the work, innovation, I feel like, comes with that. And yeah. if you're studying and doing your research on those who came before you and figuring out ways to take things that they've done and do it better. Because mm-hmm. we're not reinventing the wheel. Like, re- no, realistically, we're just remixing everybody's everything. just remixing everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just finding out how to uh, stay in that zone of constantly thinking about the work. Like, I'm, like, obsessed. I could ask my girl... We're watching TV and I'll be like, yo, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? And she'll be like, where'd this come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just, my, that's just yeah. my, how my brain's wired yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. Like, I feel like you create habits and my brain's just wired to create. Just to keep thinking, thinking about what about the next. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's next? Um, is this Toronto's version of what you can call like a, what? the Harlem Renaissance was. Mm. You got like Drake, The Weeknd, countless other peoples, whether you're talking about Jesse Reyes, whether you're talking about um, Shamir, or you're talking about like all these different people creatively Mm -hmm. just like excelling at the highest level. Yeah. Is this like our moment? Do you feel it? Have you ever... I I feel like it's been our moment for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're talking about Sean Brown and what he's been able to do in like the design space and like he has Diddy wearing his Mm -hmm. clothes now and shit. Yeah. Music. We are the top streaming artists in the world, period, for (laughs) damn near almost 10 years. You know what I mean? So... I think it's it's something that is on display just because we don't see the numbers like in America or Europe sometimes we don't put into perspective how well we're doing but mm. like for the little people we have in these sectors they're at the top <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and that that says a lot about the weighted vest that you have to have on in this city that when you get out into America or Europe it's like you're you're sprinting way past people because you don't have that weight on you, mm-hmm. and that weight is what's making these people put out such incredible works. Because it's like, yo, if we're not better than who over who else is over there, yeah. then no one's gonna see us. Like, what's the point? And so we have to work ten times harder. It's like being black in the world. It's, <laughs> it's like this city feels like being black in the world. You know what I mean? Like we. And it's it's a matter of uh, population. It's a numbers game. Yeah. Realistically, Canada just doesn't have the numbers to sustain uh, enough attention to the market. So like they don't care about us because we're not going to make the money at the end of the day. Like yeah. America, California has more people than all of Canada. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to pay attention to? <laughs> did, you, did you know that? Yeah. Who are you going to pay attention to? You know what I mean. So it's like. When you when you talk about opportunities, we're given much less, and even the opportunities we're given to, it's watered down from whatever an influencer in America yeah, is getting. Yeah. If I get a McDonald's deal for ten thousand, somebody in America is doing less than that and getting triple. There's also just way less infrastructure when it comes to entertainment across the board, and I think mm. I saw a boy one to speak about that as far as what industry was that? He might have been talking about music or something like that he's talking about athletes he's talking about the sports infrastructure and like how soccer players like they don't have enough yeah Yeah. what do you expect we're not gonna get far if we don't put money into it why like have you ever thought about because i you know people i know Mm -hmm. people we all know people that go live in la and move on and say like i'm gonna go do it over there have you ever thought about that yeah tons of times i've i've like la is like my second home i've been there so often i spent months there at a point so like I understand that and you definitely need to leave in yeah. some sense. If it's not digitally, mm. <laughs> it's physically. Because even leaving, 
You do. You go to LA right now and interview just your homie, yeah. and put it up. Guarantee people are like, yo, yo it's different. It's is different. that a Los Angeles <laughs> and location tag? Oh my god, this guy's working. <laughs> they get tens more respect. Yeah, like yeah. people, and I understand that a lot of people just don't even understand what this business entails. Like I remember when I did a Honda commercial and people asked me if I got to keep the bike. <laughs> And I'm like, nigga, you, you thought mean? I rode that bike? <laughs> like, I said, like, that was your foreign payment? The bike? Like, Honda just gives out a bike every time they do a commercial. Like, my nigga, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was there for 21 minutes. So you kept the gun at Hamney's tail, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just like a, the consumer knowledge is getting better. Like, they, mm -hmm. they're recognizing things. Like, you, they can recognize a rollout things like that but there's still so much in this industry they don't understand that when you go to LA you go to New York you go to London and you do a little interview people are like holy shit yeah. it's over this guy's out of here yeah. <laughs> now they're showing you 10 times more respect niggas want to work with you give you money to do this and that it's, but niggas always tell you you made it when was the first time you, you were told that you made it I'm sure it was probably a decade ago I was told I made it when I did the VJ search <laughs> And I lost. <laughs> like, oh, You're a finalist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was second place to Liz Trinier, who, who ended up winning. But like, I was like, that I didn't get paid for any of that. You know that? No, right? that was you pushing <laughs> like, yourself. Yeah, like, craziness, bro. Um, last question, very serious question. It relates to myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you're horrible at ball. That's. Sorry, no, 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 no people Sorry. don't know. They, they know, they know different. They know different. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't played in a while. Uh, are you, are you still a York region man? No, hmm. no. When do you lose that? Uh, when I moved 17. Like, as soon as it was gone. I, was, I left at 17. So I was, yeah, I was out. I did not claim the York region anymore. Well, I still but say it's I'm like from half, that's like half. I still say I'm from Maple. Like, I okay. would like lie and be like, you know, I'm a Scarborough man. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you're not fronting about <laughs> yeah, it. But no, I became a person in Vaughn, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I moved there in grade seven. Okay, seven to about. You had like a decade almost. Yeah, I left grade twelve, and I was yeah. I feel like that's where I became a person, but. I don't really like. I guess so because I don't know. People tie tie like where you were in high school to like who you are yeah. a little bit. Like but if I that's when they Scarborough met you. And I grew up in at Albion Road as well. Like I can talk about my experiences at Western Road. I could talk about like when were you in Scarborough? I moved all over. I lived in Scarborough from grade two to six. Mm -hmm. and then I moved to Vaughn in grade seven, and mm -hmm. before that, I was in I was at Albion Road. Mm. And then after I moved out of my mom's house, I was everywhere. <laughs> I was so literally everywhere. I moved downtown this summer. Mm. Am I now a Toronto man? No, absolutely not. Oh, well, you well, said how, as soon as you moved. You? you said as soon as you moved. No, no, I didn't say that. How old are you? Thirty-two. Uh, See, you get, you got, yeah, no, you got some. Well, I spent some time in L.A. too. I had months. Oh, months in L.A. Ooh. The facade was there. Might be an LA. I man. dropped a pin. So. Might be an LA man. You know how man's like you go there for a couple months and you haven't texted them. They're like, so oh, <laughs> yeah. you're an LA yeah. man. Now, man. <laughs> Might be that now. Yeah, I gotta put that in my IG bio, like Toronto, <laughs> Richmond Hill, LA. LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talk about you guys too, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Really appreciate you joining uh, me for this uh, edition of On the Ones, man. Like Thanks it's been a, a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, what's going on for you, circa twenty three? Like, are you just more pods, more shows? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three. Are we in twenty twenty three now or twenty twenty three? What year are you now? I can't remember. I don't know when you're putting this out. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'll put it out before the year. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. 
But yeah, I'm, uh, my only plan next year is to do a comedy special on my birthday. And that's like my main goal, August 5th. Mm. So, Caravan Weekend. I'm trying to do a, a comedy special. We're trying to monopolize Caravan Weekend. Our family got cussed for trying to have a wedding Caravan Weekend. My cousin yeah, tried to do it. I'm like, what's wrong with so. you? At right from <laughs> so. What are you doing? <laughs> you married in a carnival costume? Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. I mean, That'd be kind of fire. No, but he's doing it in Montreal. And I'm like, what are you doing? Ugh, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oshiega Fest? Yeah, word. <laughs> I'm good. Have you ever been to Montreal Caravan? They have a thing. You know that. I've been there once. Yeah, unfortunately. What is it? I don't know what it was. It was a truck. One truck. Oh. <laughs> it was very bad. So that's your goal. You want to do uh, a comedy show on your birthday? A comedy special, yeah. yeah. I want to tape a comedy special and a comedy album and uh, okay. submit it to the Junos, do that whole thing. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. That's dope. And then more more gravy. More gravy. All the gravy. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, man. For sure. Appreciate you. All right.